The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com, where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team, this is the podcast for you. Here's your host, Craig Borden, with co-hosts Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast. Why, hello, Blue Jays fans. How are we all doing this evening? I am Craig Bourne, your host of Jaybird Watching, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com, part of fansided.com. Ken, how are we doing this evening? Doing all right. Enjoying the uh, enjoying the spring, spring training season so far. Very happy about our Jays, but uh, just glad to be here. There it is. And glad to, it sounds like you're feeling finally better from everything. Yes. For, for any <laughs> listeners who listened to the previous podcast, I was just getting over an illness. And I think I sound a lot better now. So let's keep it going. That was a fun conversation with Dr. Jenna Ross, though, about talking about the head side of the game. She's going to be so, on my podcast tomorrow, actually. So that's going to be great. Well, there me. you go. I guess I got to give you the shameless self-promoting plug right off the bat. Then can go. go for it. <laughs> <laughs> So also with us this evening from the walk off podcast, Scott Belford, how we doing, buddy? Craig, so good to be here, man. I'm excited to talk some baseball with you boys. I'll be honest. I'm still a little bit disappointed after that Canada, Mexico loss. You know, I, I just, <laughs> I feel, I, I feel strongly <laughs> that if your name is Randy, you should have to play for Canada, you know, <laughs> not, not be the thorn yeah. in our side. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is how it is as far as that whole thing goes. And um, I'm going to make that joke because it sounds like a very, my name is Earl kind of thing. Cause that gentleman that played Randy was, Canadian <laughs> and his Canadian. <laughs> so, and so just to be that person, he played a good American redneck, just saying. <laughs> so on that, I got to say it though, because I didn't notice this Scott, but beforehand here, um, I have infinite respect for a man that can hang it in all right. Dickie picture right behind his podcasting area. Oh, just, I <laughs> love Dickie, man. He's my favorite. I just like such a great baseball story. I can't help it. I actually have a great Craig? story about if, if you've got a second, I've got a great story about this. I was, I was actually uh, playing Regina, Saskatchewan Saturday night in 2018. And it was right after my birthday. My brother had given me this poster uh, framed poster of Dickie. And so it wouldn't fit in my suitcase. So I had it under my arm. I was flying from Regina back to Toronto. I was living in Toronto at the time. And I had it under my arm five 30 in the morning in the line and all of a sudden up behind me walks Devin Travis and he goes 
honestly, I didn't see it was Devin Travis. He goes, I know that nice, guy. <laughs> he goes, nice picture. And I just turned around. I'm like, <laughs> he didn't drive. He drive. Yeah. He was at like some sports, um, fundraising thing or whatever they do in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. And we just wound up being back to back in line, but it was, uh, it was pretty cool. You didn't drop the photo. One did of- you? <laughs> oh, I didn't drop the photo. In fact, I made him uh, hold the photo with me while someone took a photo of us. So. <laughs> Where's that photo? Then? Then he texts our and I te- he texts Dicky going, "Wish you were here, buddy." <laughs> Just saying. So um, to be this person, because I, I have a Jim Leland story that's kind of almost similar to this whole thing. Um, you should have had him autograph the R.A. Dickies picture that is truly what i should have done i dropped the ball here yes (laughs) because i'll make this joke we were i was when um i I probably was 12 or 13 it was the year Deion sanders played with the cincinnati reds and my brother is a monster Deion sanders fan so we went down to go see what turned into being the world champion miami marlins play the cincinnati reds at the old stadium we're waiting there at the end of the game, just hanging out. There's like nobody in the stadium, but there's a bunch of players still goofing around on the field and whatnot after this game. And then the players would come over. And the only thing I had was a program. Jim Leland walks over and signs my program. And there's a giant picture of Barry Larkin. On the front of it. <laughs> I love it. I had that framed and hung. It's still in the man cave. So, so <laughs> I guess, cool. I guess, to me, that just felt very Jim Leland like. The guy's a I guess hard-nosed baseball guy, but a giant goofball at the same time, or a lug nut. <laughs> I guess they don't really look down really when someone says, Can you sign this? Right. It could be totally could be former President Obama. And they're like, Yeah, sure, absolutely. And then you just look at it like Obama didn't I mean, the sign. Tiger this. Was to sign a basketball or something like that. Well, that's but that's what I'm hilarious. saying, right? <laughs> so but that's how fun in baseball is. You can you can run into anybody, and that is really cool that you just randomly ran into one of my guys that I just wish had a better chance to have a career. Oh man, if he Travis. didn't suffer injury problems, the the sky was the limit for that kid's ceiling. It's really too bad. He was when healthy. He was playing like the best back, best second baseman, period, in baseball mm-hmm. at that point. And then just unfortunately, like you said, just couldn't stay healthy. I hope that the um, bat to ball was, contact you know, and, he, like and his swing was something. so yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. As I'm looking at, funny enough, talking to somebody about the lunchbox hero here on Twitter. <laughs> Same idea, right? So, but anyway, enough reminiscing and horrible weird comedic stories and you know like i said lovable goose here um let's talk spring training boys because there's a lot going on around the world baseball classic the blue jays camp and vice versa in baseball period and the fun things that are going on in camp are only making me more excited for the beginning of april here because this team boys the main players are starting to look really locked in. And a lot of these guys that are kind of sneaking around the 40 man roster, the Nathan Luke's and company are very intriguing to be bench players right now. So Scott, talk to me. What are you thinking as far as today? We got Vlad back. Boba Shett had two home runs the other night, so on and so forth. Bing, bang, boom. Do you think this is a team that runs out of spring training here into the regular season? So let's start with, I've never been a believer in spring training, meaning all that much. All right. But you know what has been fun? It has been a lot of fun to watch the vision of what the front office assembled over this off season, the tweaks they made, the changes in 
in um, just it, it felt like a change in philosophy in certain areas, right? They went yep. a lot heavier defense wise, especially in the outfield. You watched them accumulate some really hard throwing pitchers over the off season, even guys that were just not even on the 40 man, right? They were picking guys off the waiver wire that had the higher ceiling than they normally go. Cause this front office has been very much a, can we raise the floor? Can we raise the floor? And to see them taking some chances on some guys like junior Fernandez is a great example, right? A dude who very well could truly help this bullpen throughout this 2023 season. And he hits 99. So you're seeing guys in this system in triple a now that, hit a hundred who throw with velo who have something to offer with at least one of their pitches that is far above average and to watch Brandon belt starting to get some games in there and to see how this lineup looks with some capable and, and threat worthy lefty bats. It's exciting. You know, I'm not going to get out of hand here and be like, this season is the Jays. Uh, you know, World we got to see how things play out. <laughs> We hey, gotta see to that point, there might be something to that. Edwin Encarnacion said the other day during an interview that this team right now where they sit is better than they were in 2015 come that spring. And you can make that argument. See, in 2015, Daniel Norris was the opening day fifth starter. People forget that. It wasn't Marco Estrada. <laughs> so People forget Drew Hutcherson was the, was the opening day the starter. He was yeah, my pick like, to be the fifth starter, guys. Remember, we a few episodes back. I'm like, Hutchison didn't do well, but you know, you never know. We'll still keep him around okay. for at least the spring. He's exactly. in depth, anyways. You know, like I I just want to limit how often we see Casey Lawrence called up this year. And I, I say that with love. I have nothing but respect for a guy, a plumber, if you will, right? 12 years where he's been yo-yoed up and down in the minor league system. But you know, on a championships team. I don't want to see Casey Lawrence. I'm yeah. sorry. So like, if, or at if least we can not limit being that, a fifth starter. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's a bullpen arm. That's eating up some extra innings. I'll I'll give you that. But to, there is a, with all the bullpen depth that to your point, they've, they've been gathering over the last few weeks, months, and then what they had in the house already. And the few moves they made over the off season, there's some good depth in that bullpen right now, because you're talking that Nate Pearson's still even dancing on the edge of making this roster with whatnot. And he's actually having a pretty good spring knock on desk because he stays healthy. Finally, <laughs> but there's a lot of good things as far as blue Jays fans are concerned. And drew Hutchinson eating some innings around here and there is to your point, raising the floor. And I think that's really what they did as they got more athletic throughout mm-hmm. this whole off season. So Zach Ken? Thompson wasn't under the radar move that really helped their depth when it comes to, to their starting pitching. Absolutely. Yeah. Guy with options. Ken you would... can stuff in triple a, which is something they lacked last year. And then, then they, they are still very underrated on what they're actually going to have in Buffalo. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, honestly, look at, look at, look at Yasser Zulueta. Look at Hagen Danner, right? These are both gentlemen that hit a hundred. Both guys have like deadly sliders on them and are 25 years old. These are dudes who legitimately have some maturity to them that could be called upon. And let's say May or June, if there's knock on all the wood, right? We don't like to call them injuries on the walk up. We call them bad tacos. But if there's a bad taco, bad you know, taco. I like it. And someone no goes down, <laughs> this is the best triple A bullpen we've ever had to call on for as long as I can remember. 
Yeah, because you, you even think back what we were just talking, 2015, 2016. 2016, we really, well, 2015 even, we lost Brett Cecil, right? We couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't throw anybody out there all of a sudden. And then he didn't quite bounce back in 2016 exactly to crazy form, but it's still very serviceable. But that bullpen, the reason we played good those few years is because our pitching on the starting side was crazy consistent. So you're right, man. Like, think about this. Think about the fact that most likely, and I mean, I don't have a crystal ball, so you never know, but most likely <laughs> Nate Pearson, Zach pop, Hagen Danner and Yasser Zulueta are all going to start the season in AAA, and all of them throw a hundred. I mean, only 12 months ago, you could count the amount of pitchers in this blue Jays organization front to bottom, but top to bottom that could throw a hundred and the, <sighs> Now you've got, you'd need more than one hand to do that. So that's good news. It's a good problem <laughs> yeah. to have pretty much. Right, Scott? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Ken, I'm going to throw that same grenade back in your direction here. As far as where you, your expectations currently at the moment with this team in the spring training with how good, especially seeing Vladdy come right out of nowhere again today with his first day back in the lineup and just destroy a 114 mile an hour double. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I'm, I'm very excited right at this point. Like, you know, like I think what we talked about before where a lot of people don't look into spring training. I still like to look at it. It's a good gauge to see how people are kind of getting started and starting to loosen up and everything from the off season. But uh, yeah, like I'm seeing like all the stats so far, it's shown that all signs are pointing up, which in terms of Bichette's hitting the ball well, you know, I think Vlad, you said he just came back. You know, Bijou is actually turning out to be not too bad this, uh, this spring training as well. Chapman's a little bit of a slow starter from based on what I'm seeing so far. So hopefully he can start picking things back up, but uh, I'm just very excited to see in the fact that we're still, you know, what, what are we 12 and seven already or something like that? So yeah, it's many, been a good spring. It's so how been many a good games, spring. How many actual games are there in spring training? Pretty something. That is a good <sighs> question. I'm not, it's, I, it's just over 30, I think, or maybe it is exactly 30, 30 but. Yeah, I remember so, it's now five weeks as opposed to uh, the first time that the, my first time ever be on the show where I, they told me it was two and a half weeks. And I was like, yep. Two two last week, last year was the lockout gun. So that's why that's it was why. all shortened up. <laughs> so that's, I was it's saying, always yeah, better. Like a lot of people say spring doesn't matter. And I, I lean to that side of things, but it's always better to do good in spring than it, to do bad. Right. It's always small sample sizes don't matter, but it's better. They're good. Small sample sizes. <laughs> well, yeah, because especially with, with some of the guys that may not make the 40 master, they're going to be hungry. Right. So they really got their, their fight, their class trashing and clawing. So I guess I just don't want our regular starters to just rest on their laurels to be like, Oh yeah, let this upstart person, you know, do better. And next thing you know, you, you might be on the bench as opposed to being the starter. Right. So, I mean, I, I still want that little bit of competitive spirit that they have there and let's just, you know, keep the momentum going so far. I mean, I'm a little bit worried about Manoa at least, but I think he's just loosening up. So hopefully he'll, he'll start to really shine. That's, that's interesting. Ken Craig on your side is, is there anyone you're worried about? Has there, has, is there anyone on this more or less, if you're going to guess the 26 man roster of the 26, is there anyone that you're like, I would like to see more out of them. I would love to see Kirk get more at bats going here in the next few weeks, just because he hasn't, he's two, three weeks behind everybody. (laughs) And actually he's probably closer to three or four weeks because he would have normally reported with the catchers. So I'm congratulations to him all day about his, you know, wonderful new daughter and whatnot. But to that point, he like 
he's that far behind. And I think he was one of those ones I was excited to go see the w, WBC, especially seeing how uh, well Mexico's playing right now. I thought that was just going to be that catalyst for him mm-hmm. and some of these guys that were going. I, I am not going to argue with the fact that him and Vlad missed the WBC because of the whole possible injury thing and thank god nobody has gotten seriously hurt from the world baseball classic other than i think freddie freeman's got some what calf tightness or something going yeah, on was in the game hamstring he missed the game. yeah yeah well, so uh, well just to say though uh, kirk just seen kirk, more kirk's batting a thousand at this point so we're okay there is that. So, <laughs> so maybe that is the case then ken do you feel it's possible with both manoa uh and kirk being battery mates and Manoa's kind of slow start. I'm not, by the way, I just want to state here, I am not worried at all about Alec Manoa or Alejandro Kirk. However, I know that, you that put me Manoa on the spot. did. Yeah, I did put you on the spot. <laughs> and I, I know that Manoa had a rough inning there the other day. Um, but do you think that it's possible that maybe Manoa's, you know, roughish, slowish start, however you want to phrase that, has anything to do with the fact that his, his everyday catcher did just show up at spring? You never know. It could be right. Because you said they developed that chemistry last season and uh, they have that certain vibe to it. And they kind of know I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that for a pitcher catcher relationship, you know, I didn't realize this until I started really be on the show and listen to you guys that certain pitchers and certain catchers really gel and they really kind of grow that, that relationship that they almost kind of know exactly how each other is going to, they know a pitch they're going to be throwing just without even thinking about it. Right. So, you know, the fact that Kirk just came back and, you know, Mano was working with someone else and Jensen. I'm a little bit worried about Jensen right now too, but at the same time, now that he's now that Kirk's back, I, I think it's only it can only go up at this point. You want to throw my regular worry about this whole thing more. I wonder how the hell you keep the two of them in the lineup with Brandon Bell. Jensen, Kirk, Bell. <laughs> going like this between those three is it wrong i think this is just all gonna work out like i maybe i, I should be more because there are a lot of people <laughs> who feel like i i had this talk with my buddy the other day and he's like i don't know how you can be so let's say fair with it kirk was one of their best hitters and he's obviously gonna lose at bats how can he not and i mean it's it's a good point but you never know how a season's gonna go out and i just i just truly believe if brandon belt and alejandro kirk's bats are on fire they're going to find a way. Yeah. It's, and they're never going to be on all at once. So to your point, I think that it, I think it through the DH and the catcher spot, this just ensures that you're going to have nothing but mashing. I really do think that. So, and this, that front point, office, this front office's trepidation to go out and get a, a, I guess for a lack of a better term, legit fourth outfielder, if that's a real thing. But <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it does show you maybe they do plan to throw belt in left yeah. field 10, 15 times this year, you know, like they're obviously going to roll Maryfield and Biggio out there. So yep. we, we look at how much Rymel Tapia played last year. Like boys, what was it? 130 games. Like he, played he was lot, our actually. fourth outfielder. Like, I don't know. <laughs> he might have had a higher war than Rajay Davis though. Just saying. Oh, I remember Rajay Davis. <laughs> I love Rajay Davis. Don't get me wrong, but he was, he had his best years right after he left us. <laughs> so yeah, when that happens. It, it, it is what it is. But to that point, I do think that there's just, there's enough going on. And to that point, all these things that we just mentioned, nobody brought up Santiago Espinal, who's having a pretty damn good spring too, as far as showing some pop. So, and then if you look at what Otto Lopez has been doing for team Canada, 
think he was batting a mere 344 or something like that with four RBIs. <laughs> yeah, no took some walks, had a couple stolen bases, looked good on his routes in the outfield. I love to see what Lopez is doing. And I mean, yeah. I mean, I sorry, sorry, he was playing shortstop every game sure. there, but uh, yeah, he's doing. But really either well. way, he's really been looking well. really good. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like and and those kind of players that were on the fringe, I'd say, like that with Lopez. I would say the WBC piece here is actually helping their case because they're it's a com- more competitive yeah, environment to what you are mentioning. So they are obviously everybody's trying very hard and we've se- seen that from team Canada repetitively. So to that point, that's a very competitive team and he's a part of that part of them being competitive too. So very, very intriguing. I mean, it's fun that we're in a situation as Jays fans this year where we can spend a bunch of time talking about who we think the 26th man on this roster is going to be. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm, leaning, I'm leaning towards Otto Lopez, though. I really do like that kid. I think what he's doing right now with Team Canada is phenomenal. Uh, he started spring training, like, what was he, eight for eight hits out of 15 That's- at-bats or something ridiculous like that? Like, He's mm-hmm. 24 years old, and I know he's not a high ceiling prospect, but he plays shortstop. He plays second base. He's played some third. He's gotten reps in the outfield. He just seems like the natural fit to a guy who's going to be a bench guy, you know? Yeah. Someone with diversity. On a lesser Blue Jays team, he's a Reed Johnson kind of guy. Great example. <laughs> if Hey, if he can be Reed Johnson, I take that every single day. Or <laughs> one of my personal third baseman favorites, Mr. Howie Clark. And I'm not saying that just because he played down the street here in Rochester repetitively when he was one of the twins. <laughs> so, but no, you need those guys on this, on teams. Those are the difference between, you know, being a mediocre team and then having enough bench depth to be able to just push things over the top. Those are the 92, 93 teams in a nutshell. You had guys like Derek bell that could come off the bench and get you a few hits. Eric Sprague gets the big home run in 92 off the bench and riding the trenches. <laughs> so oh, it's stuff like that. Those are the teams that the, the got those role players you need just as importantly. And Otto Lopez is proving himself to be one of those guys right now with, team Canada. So it's going to be interesting to see what this 26 man turns down into here because Addison Barger's also been a monster. <laughs> he has, he has, I think I really do believe they're going to hand the reins to auto to begin with. Listen, we see it every year. Everyone makes such a big yep. deal out of who breaks with camp and it's changed in literally a week. Right? So as soon as there's an opportunity out there and Barger's another guy who's got some positional versatility. He's got second base and I'm shortstop third base and, and has taken some reps in the outfield. So he's another guy yep. that could literally be the first guy up. Right. And I right. think they are going to stash him in AAA to begin with. I mean, it just makes so much sense. Uh, not that we're sitting here worried about Addison Barger's, uh, you know, service time, but yes, but if he, he is brought they up, wanted to get him more you do get an extra reps, year. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You get him more outfield reps and bring him up as that fourth outfielder that we were just alluding to here, because you're going to have a lot of infielders sitting on that bench, but, but a couple of that are, I'd say ambidextrous and can play the outfield as well <laughs> in the and listen, with Maryfield, Biggio, Esmail can kind of play in the outfield, Brandon Bell. <laughs> it's very I'm raisish. To, I'm going to say this with, crossing my fingers it's not a case and knocking all the wood in my room here but 
I mean, this outfield does have some experience or uh, some some past injury problems, right? Bad tacos have hit this outfield in the past. Oh, you might. You're talking and, about oh, my favorite guy. Yeah, <laughs> there is going to be some opportunity. You just know there is, right? So if yes. if there's a guy like Nathan Lucas who is just knocking on the door and continues to pound away in AAA. I, yes. I, I think with Lucas too, like everyone's warm on Lucas. I like him, but he's a 28 year old lifetime minor league outfielder. I mean, I, I I'm not listen. So this is coming I, from a fan of Jose Batista. So I'm not saying you can't find it late, but <laughs> yeah. So to that point, I don't know if you know this part of the story, but he seriously rechanged his swing over the last two years. And all of a sudden, that's when he's learned how to hit the damn ball, it seems like. So it's very to that person you just had mentioned that all of a sudden got the leg kick, started doing these things. I'm not saying he's Jose Bautista, but to that point, no. those are the kind of tweaks that can spell success because Lucas has shown that he's been very good at bat to ball skills over the years, and he's slapping the ball all, all over the place. And I'm looking very forward to seeing him at the beginning of the season here at Buffalo to, you know, just get a better eye on him because I didn't get a chance to see too many games against the Buffalo Bisons here in Rochester last week, mm-hmm. last year. So I didn't really get firsthand other than watching him on minor league baseball TV yeah. because I'm that kind of a nerd. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. Bud. <laughs> so it is what it is, but there are, these are all amazing problems to have, you know, it's like, good okay, problems great. throw one of these guys in, we're going to be all set. Don't worry about it. And then the fact that you are starting opening day with three center fielders is your normal everyday outfield. I'm not worried about peppering in Biggio or Lucas or who, any of these guys in that situation because, okay, great. Oh no, Dalton Varsho has got to play center field because Kevin Kiermeyer's hurt again. I'm sorry. I said it. <laughs> uh, here we go again. <laughs> I'm hoping he, I'm direly hoping he proves me wrong, but well, he seems to be playing really I, well right now, especially in the beginning. I of the really spring. hope it's not just spring training. Well, that's what we're saying. You know, like I think we're just, and we also got to tell people to calm down as well. Like I, I got to tell myself that it's just spring training. The season hasn't started yet. If we're talking yes. like if these guys can main, maintain that momentum, I don't think they're going to bat 500 plus baseball, but you never know. Right. But uh, just calm down, take it a game by game. Cause it, I remember watching for any, any of the Toronto teams, whether it's the Raptors, Leafs, whatever. That first game of the season, I used to go to TSN.C and I used to kind of like read the scores and read some comments and everyone's saying, yep, they won. Yep, world championship for the Raptors. I'm like, game one? First game of the uh-huh. season? Leafs won the first thing. Stanley Cup Leafs. No, just... That worked out Come really on. well for my Buffalo Bills this year. Just saying, yeah. oh, oh. Just give them time, people. <laughs> give them time. It's still like you all suck. Stop it. I don't like being yeah. the one that let me you know we're supposed to win. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's cliche, but the big success with spring training is if you get to the end of it and your roster is healthy, like especially with this Blue Jays team, because they are going to make some noise this year. I love what this front office has done in the outfield in bolstering the depth. And I think it's kind of cool to watch this uh, little competition that's going on at second base. I mean, Biggio looks good. Espinal looks yes, good. And these are two guys who have heard all off season second bases with Mary fields, right? Like, so to, to have that, 
is pretty cool, especially considering you look at Santiago Espinal was yeah. an all-star last year. He looks like he's added some power to his swing this year. Kevin Biggio's rope is getting shorter and shorter, and he's going to have to put up or shut up this year. And he's probably yeah. going to lose his spot on this team if he doesn't look like the 2019 Kevin Biggio everyone fell in love with. So yeah. it is good to see him. I think there's a chance it. of that still. Yeah. And this is another thing, guys, like Biggio Springer and Kiermaier have all come out and said that they literally feel the best. They belt is on this list too. They feel the best that they have with broken down old bodies in years. And I know that's just something you always say at the press conference at the beginning of, of a new candidate. season, but <laughs> it's better than Springer being like, I'm running the bases gingerly and hopefully I can play in a couple of weeks. Right. It's what not the same as Jose Canseco saying that still to this day. Would, he, would anyone ever say that though? Like I'm running it gingerly and you know, stuff like that. I'm like, I don't think they would generally want to say that. Right. Cause that's almost like, right, a yeah. like yeah. That's so more GM speak. Answer, right? That's our GM speak. He's running the bases. He's day to day. Yeah, leave those comments to the GM. Let them deal with that. Yeah, but no. But yeah. So let's play the what if game. Sure. Let's say in the crystal ball that the Belfier I met referred to that we actually are seeing a preview of the Blue Jays' offense. Um, this team does get off to the point where you do have, in some rhyme or reason, Vlad, Bo, Springer, hitting when the other ones aren't hitting or hitting all at once, I'll give you all the above. Do you, how do you not have an awesome April? If you have that kind of offense kicking the season off to the point where you're one through nine on this roster is at least finding ways to contribute, which we've been seeing at in some fashion so far this spring. Um, I feel like as a, a blue start. Jays fan, I feel like as a Blue Jays fan, we've been snake bit so many times with this. Like, <laughs> remember, remember going into 2016 and we were all like, we are going to destroy. We're not going to need to like wait right till the last week of the season again. Like we're going to be the team. And then what did they go? It was something like ridiculous, oh, like, like 11 they won, and like, 28 five games in April. Like, it was brutal. <laughs> So yeah, I'm, actually I'm curious optimistic <laughs> and I love what you're saying, buddy. And I'm all on board with it. How can they not be a really good team in April? But uh... the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Uh, notoriously I, a horrible team in April. Just saying. I, I and know I'm usually not excited about guns. this guy. Kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if some luck finally comes our way. And then that, so regardless of the Blue Jays pieces here and seeing guys like Kevin Gossman come out today and strike out seven guys, you know, no big deal. Yeah, no, um, no. <laughs> just a throw in. <laughs> There's other teams that, that are in our division that are having problems. <laughs> just saying you know the yankees are looking dinged up and they lost one of their main pitchers for the season all right and frankie montas glad we dodged that bullet <laughs> yeah are we actually gonna sign um him? are we really they were trying to trade for there was, him, allegedly there was talk of it yeah uh well so glad we didn't yeah and he did really well for the yankees last postseason <laughs> I mean, and we'll see how we'll see how Carlos Rodon recovers here. But I mean, he's out at least the first week or two of the season before you see him back. Start maybe longer, right? A start or two, at least, at least. What if if the Yankees front office is telling you he's out for a start or two? It it could be longer. Uh, Nestor Cortez still has his hamstring problem. He's probably going to miss a start or two. So you're right. There is some real opportunity here to make hay in April, get a bit of a lead, something that this team hasn't done when it comes to this division. And my God, boys, what has it been in the nineties since they've done that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, even think in 93, we were having troubles too. You know, it's not, that was not a sure thing. And we won the world series, but I, you know, it's just how it is. It's how the ball rolls. hard, man. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's a marathon, you, not a sprint. That's what you forget <laughs> sometimes, right? When you say 162 games, like for any other season, with the exception of football, is usually like an 82 game season, right? So you're thinking, oh, 82 is not too yeah. bad. 160, 81 or something, and it's like 162 games. Wow, that's yeah. a lot. It's only slightly obnoxious. <laughs> but but, the, but so, the fans want that, though, right? They want it. They want more yes. baseball, right? You know, versus uh, if they drop it down to, let's say, 81, I can't imagine how that would go. How much pressure so would the team be on? 2016 Blue Jays were 11 and 14 in April. Oh. And then they yeah. were 17 and 12 in May. And then they played, a, you remember the ridiculous July, then they went 16 and 8. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, in the Blue yeah, Jays, I think that was the do month. I think start that with was a weird the schedule, too. That July, I think, was the month Edwin hit like 16 home runs in that month or something yeah. insane. Like, yeah. uh, Ryan the Edwin. <laughs> Did we actually yeah. sign Edwin to to a to a coaching deal yet? Or I don't know what they've officially said his title yeah, is. Ba- um, a- ambassador or whatever. Um, but yeah, he's within the organization, which is very cool. I think bringing Good. in somebody it's more experienced. Yeah. And then Pat exactly. Hankin was also on that yeah, Pat roster, along with, with obviously, yeah. they had uh, Victor mm-hmm. Martinez was signed yeah. to some role too. That I guess he's actually might going to be on the bench. Maybe Very he's cool. major league coach 2.0. I don't. <laughs> no, <laughs> I remember that was John Schneider's I, job title for a million years, <laughs> major league coach. I, re- <laughs> I really like this left turn that this team and organization has taken with, and I know a lot of people sum it up as, oh, they're getting rid of the fun and all these old men and blah blah blah. It's like you can still have a ton of fun and take it a little more seriously, be a little more focused and bring in a little bit more experience. We got a home run and and winning. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I like, I like it. I, I I like hearing 
these guys like Vladdy and Bo, you're hearing it out of their mouths saying stuff like, you know, we're, we're taking things more serious. We know how hard it is to win. And now we're ready for it. Right. Which, yeah. Still a bit sorry about that uh, home run jacket. But aside from that, yeah, I definitely agree generally because, you know, having the fun things having has, has been great. Like we were doing well the last couple of seasons, but where has that led us? Have we progressed to the next level from the 2015s and to the, and obviously ideal was the 92, 93 Jays, right? So, yeah, you yes. know, if having fun, which is very important too, but if that's yes. not getting us, if that's not progressing us one step closer to the World Series championships, then tweaking it slightly shouldn't be too bad. So I liked the home run jacket. I really did. And I'm, I'm prefacing this before I say what I'm about to say, but I'm <laughs> glad it's gone. And I'm glad it's gone. I'm glad it's gone, honestly, because it it doesn't represent this new team to me. I don't know if any of you boys ever went into a new class or a new team and just like mm. everyone just had inside jokes and you just didn't feel a part of it. Like <laughs> there's this like this is a real thing, right? Chemistry is a real thing. And I think the jacket being retired has way more to do with look around that clubhouse. There's a bunch of new faces. Yeah. That's let's good let's point. build our good own point. thing. Right. So I think that's all. And the was. fact that you did bring in all those experienced coaches too. So mm-hmm. it's not, it is not the same thing, but I, what I was hoping was they would at least goofed around with it all spring to gel the team together and then right. retired it. It had like, just because I'm going to put on my ba- my horrible baseball promoter hat and say, why didn't you have like a, funeral giveaway and like have a bunch of like <laughs> give away like the uh <laughs> give away the jackets you know like a replica one <laughs> and to everybody in the stands that would have been the last night <laughs> i wonder so, what they do for it now because you know there'll be some ask, sort of I, celebration i was like gonna a say wand, what were they gonna do right the the home well, run <laughs> bubble wand <laughs> but that wouldn't that also make it very gimmicky though scott just because you know first you know the thing with the jacket okay had everyone's nationality it was it was, so, it was all fun like all the kids loved it but then okay we yep. want you to retire that and we're gonna take it more seriously bubble wand no i like the bubble wand i think it'd be cool but if the goal is to try to be more serious i don't know what else you could do right it's like like i'll, I'll make this really story quick i used like to a be home run pantsuit yeah. <laughs> like when i one of the places no, i used Zubas. to work, one of the places i used to work i was like a team leader and one of the things i would always do is that every pay week i would buy like a 40 pack of timbits and i would be okay it's like a timbit friday so everyone who comes into the office were very happy because they knew that ken was bringing the timbits the minute i left that company you know one of the people were taking over was like ken what do you think about me doing like a vegetable friday i'm like um (laughs) <laughs> I'll quote the Simpsons on this one. You don't make friends with salad. That's, that's what I was right. going to say. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying, like you said, bubble one, we'll throw it out there, but I am kind of curious to see what they are going to do for celebration. They're not going to go in there and just march and just, you know, put their hands behind their back as a, you know, super serious yeah. kind well, of thing. Right? Silly things like in 2015, uh, Russell Martin and all of them had them stirring the pot and then drinking it. Yeah. You know, it'll be something yeah. stupid like that. That'll come back. It, it, these did guys are grown see, athletes, you know, it's all goofball level stuff. You know, they're going to find you, something. Did you guys see Great Britain's celebration when they'd get on the base and then they'd, they'd have the tea, they'd drink the tea? 
<laughs> and then I'm not gonna lie, they took the home run jacket thing another another step further, even with the crown with the and the crown actual and the, the yeah, the robe. So funny. Yes, yeah, it was wow, a full-on king outfit. <laughs> wow. Uh wasn't um who hit the walk-off for them? The or not they they had a few RBIs for them the other night. It's Blue Jays prospect. Uh that would oh, be crap. um one of our buddies just wrote about it on Jay's Journal. Oh, was it? Uh was it Ford? He's not a no, Jay's Ford's prospect. Ford's uh, Mariner's prospect. Yeah, yeah Mariner's, right. Yeah. Yeah, you do uh, a quick Google I'll, there. I'll find it. <laughs> yeah. So, but oh, it, it, it was. To that point, it he was, was could it be Chavez Young? I know he was traded to the Pirates for. He Zach had a Thompson. really, really, really damn good game the other day for them. Didn't yes. He? But, um, he had a it, but great it wasn't WBC. Oh, Jaden Rude, right. And Rude's, Rude's in just starting with the Florida Coast League, right? Correct. He's young. So, like, like he's the youngest down. of yeah. the young Blue Jays yeah, prospects. The the but young. That's, he's 19 or something, yeah. But to see somebody like that at that age for the Blue Jays in the minor league system, you know, coming up big like that, in a, like I said, they weren't facing a slouch of a team, you know. They were playing the uh, Colombian team, which has got some yeah. good studs on it, too. So more, more fun for later. <laughs> so but then i um so back to where we started before we started talking home run jackets and literally like drinking tea and pinky out kind of level stuff (laughs) um let's get back to the collaboration meeting oh wait that's my meeting with everybody after work at the bar (laughs) (laughs) so anyway um so these things we were just mentioning the blue jays have in their favor as far as their opponents in the American League East. We know that the Rays are having a, you know, a little bit of a crazy typical offseason. The Red Sox are struggling trying to grasp on for something. The um Baltimore Orioles are also having a very nice spring too, but they're relying heavily on their youngsters to actually mm-hmm. continue to develop and move. Um we don't get to play anybody but the Yankees the whole first month of the season and a weird mere weekend with the Rays. Everybody else, guys, is literally all over the damn place as far as good, bad, nothing really in the middle. <laughs> and so we're going to start the season with the home opener in St. Louis playing the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Then we go a little south to Kansas City, which I really don't know what to think of Kansas City this season. They could be a sneaky team, but I don't know. <laughs> so um, then we're going to play the in the, I would say the epitome of identity crisis in major league baseball, the Anaheim angels. <laughs> That's our road trip to kick off the season guys. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Those so. are, those are some winnable series. They are winnable. I mean, St. Louis yeah. is going to be a tough one, but correct. But like I said, I would hope that you're taking most of those against Kansas city, the angels. Like I said, I have no idea what to think of them right now because they're just, Oh, we threw a bunch of money at Mike Trout. We threw a bunch of money over here, and then we grabbed some more guys this offseason. Is Anthony Rendon going to be a thing? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then eventually the Angels, we get back. The Angels have so many questions. Like with the when it comes to the Angels, it's literally uh, the same questions I asked last year. <laughs> like you know, the same team as it was last year. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, in the midst we'll of that, see. then, so there's some good winnable ways to get off to a good first week, good nine games of the bat here. And actually, sorry, 10 games. I'm missing one on the calendars. We technically play on the last day of March too. <laughs> so, 
Um, but then we go home to finally start our home opener on the 11th of April with all the wonderful new neighborhood nonsense going on and craziness. I'm sure that won't be any kind of level of party at all. <laughs> um, and then we have, so we have the Tigers for that series. And then over the weekend, we get the Rays to come to town before we go to Houston, New York. So you see what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, here, then here, then here, then <laughs> going back and forth all over the place. So, you know what? Like I said, would be great. Winnable though, series in here. Just they just go out and beat the good teams. Like if if they can I go agree. through April and actually just do what they got to do: win series against the Yankees, win series against um, what was the team you just mentioned there? That uh, the Rays, Tigers, yeah, Angels, the Rays. Astros. No, the Rays. <laughs> I, I mean, I should remember about the AL East comp- competition, but like the Rays are a big one. <laughs> And everyone sleeps on the Rays every year. Every. I've been guilty of it in the past because their off season's always underwhelming. I don't care. I still think the Rays are a team to be reckoned with. They manage to do it every single year. It doesn't matter what players have been taken from them. It doesn't matter what executives or front office staff has been taken from them. It doesn't matter the play development people that get plummeted from every other team for whatever reason. It does not matter what cog you take out of that machine. There is just another cog waiting to be shoved in and it works. I, I can't think of a better organization and it drives me nuts. Yes. They're always, they're always a pain in our backside every single season, regardless. So it doesn't really matter how they're performing now. I know that when we do play the Rays, it's always going to be a dog fight for whatever reason. You know, and (laughs) the drop. Oh, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) That could be the main reason. Um, we've so had a Craig, mantra on this show it. for a long time, and um, this is started by former co-host uh, Brandon Panikar. You don't outraise the Rays, and he said that in what was in 2019? No, 20, sorry, 2020 <laughs> when we snuck into the playoffs there to play the Rays in the midst of the COVID stuff. He goes, "Don't, don't even go, don't count your chickens. <laughs> that wild card nonsense yeah. is going to bite us in the ass." And he's been right ever since. <laughs> you don't out raise the race can he stop being right if for some reason we're fighting for another wild card spot against the race can we just make sure he's can you just tell us some good news please until we exercise the demons we're gonna have to deal with that one i think <laughs> this so really ahead. is uh and not to put a black cloud over this year but this is a really big year for this team i mean the Ownership is spending more money than they've ever spent on this team. And not just by a little substantially, they're over the luxury tax for mm-hmm. the first time in, in Blue Jays history. And not to mention not the saying, first giant upgrade to a stadium. At yes. All. <laughs> yes. So I'm not, not saying they haven't done nice things that, over the years. I'm not saying there's a short rope on this team to succeed, but also I mean, how long are they going to spend $250 million and not get results? So it is important for this team to, in my opinion, go to the championship series. And I don't want to like set the bar too high here, but also like winning is the goal. The world series is the goal. This team has made the playoffs in 2020, 2022. Uh, I know 2021, they still won 91 games and we're right on the verge and probably in a, in a, in in most multiverse worlds, they were in, and we got the freaking short end of the stick on that one. I hate this but, universe. I hate that right? universe this, too. 
This stupid universe. Give me the universe where the Jays have so many more World Series. Is there one of those? (laughs) Just bring back Whamco. Just bring back Whamco and then we're good. Yes. Find a way to keep bringing them in from year to year. (laughs) Uh, I'm glad in 2023 that's not where we're at, though. Like, thank goodness that they're not like, hey, guys, like, it's Dave Winfield night again. (laughs) Please come. (laughs) Let's remember the wins. You know, like at least there's, there's some hope, right? You look at this team. I'm hopeful. I'm excited. You know, 2018, we all remember how rough that was. Whew. That was a, yeah, no hope. And then I was, was actually no at the last game before we, uh, <laughs> you know, weren't allowed to go to any more games in Canada for the longest time. Yeah. We actually did this show live sitting on the, um, flight deck with a bunch of people to scoof it around. It was a good time, but oh, that was the last awesome. game. They played the Rays on the last game of the season and they happened to win because the Rays didn't bring everybody with them that day. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it is what it is. It was a really good game. Um, but yeah. So gentlemen, I don't have a ton of other things left on the agenda. Scott, is there anything else you would like to chit chat about before I have a stupid game that I think you and I have played before, (laughs) but I'm going to clue Ken in on here. (laughs) Uh, I don't really have anything, anything extra that I really wanted to talk about. No. Oh, you know what? Yeah, sure. I do want to say, I think Boba is going to have a absolutely monster season. I love what I've seen out of him in spring. I love his approach at the plate. I love what he did in September. I love seeing the confidence that he has in himself, that he has founded. I know I just heard uh, a quote recently where he was kind of saying this. This was just from a couple of days ago. Uh, I think he hit two home runs that day in spring, right? And they're like, What's changed? And he's like, honestly, I've always known, I'm paraphrasing here, but it was along the lines of always knowing what I have in the tank, but like, I really know who I am now. And just yeah. hearing that out of him, a 24-year-old he, shortstop. Think of that. Last year, there was a lot of times that he just said, you, and you could see him toying with too much last year, especially early in the season. And then all mm. of a sudden, it started getting better. The confidence comes through, and then bam, we saw what we saw in September, which was just, obscene <laughs> right i wonder i've been wondering how much of that was the real boba shit that we saw through august and september i maybe not to that same ridiculous of clip but just being crazy competitive every day at yeah. the plate so i'm starting to believe man i'm starting to believe like i'm starting to i don't want to jump off the deep end believe. but i really do think that he could be in the top 10 and MVP voting in the AL this year. I really do believe that. And I, again, I, I don't want to like think that was somebody, somebody's bold prediction. Actually, when we did that show, right. When spring training kicked off, I believe that that was actually one somebody's vote. I can't remember. It right. might've been Jason's that he said, Boba Shett wins the MVP or finishes in the top five. <laughs> Sounds like a genius to me. No. <laughs> Shout out Jason. Yes. I hope you're having fun in hockey tonight. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, so on that note, before I give Scott here his shameless self-promoting of the uh walk-off podcast, which I'm sure he almost needs because he gets people talking to him all day during his shows. <laughs> so um I started this secret handshake on Blue Jays podcasters and um, we, I, I've been passing it around for a few years right now. And I think you played it once and it was take two people that are 
affiliated with the Blue Jays or were former players or current players. So it could be an old announcer. It could be this person. It could be that person. Take two people, put them together, and name the podcast that they do in Blue Jays fandom. Oh, so, wow. Okay. <laughs> so I'll give you a few of my favorites that I've come up with in the midst of me doing this. And I'm not going to put you two on the spot, but I figured worst case scenario, we could chit chat and riff a little bit here and see what happens and just see if we can come up with some fun names. for the last, you know, five or so minutes here <laughs> as he gets out his tablet paper, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I, I started doing this with even my friends as far as people that do it on other podcasts and stuff. Not, you know, it's, it's been very interesting and it's very humorous on what comes out of it. So one of my favorite ones was John Gibbons and Shay Hillenbrand. And does anybody want to take a guess on what I named it? <laughs> no idea. This ship is sinking. Yeah, <laughs> damn it! That was literally. I, I just was like, John Oliverud and Shane Hill and Brown helmets and sinking ships. Ding! But that's just stepping all and over. And unfortunately, Gibby's got his own show now, and he just you know does his own thing. But yeah, <laughs> it's a good time. But I couldn't help but think of that one because it, there was a famous story while John Gibbons was managing that they. Blue Jays were in it that year. They were get very, very much in the conversation for getting to the playoffs. And Shea Hillenbrand was a giant piece of that team, hitting like 310 or something like that with 20 home runs. Very solid and one of his best seasons he's ever had. Team started tanking, and apparently he went in on the chalkboard, whiteboard, and wrote, This ship is sinking. Just horrible. And it started a fight, apparently, in the uh, or yeah. at least a verbal battle in the clubhouse. And next thing you know, Shea Hillenbrand was on the fast track to fricking San Francisco, I think is where he got treated. <laughs> something like that, but is what it is. But, and uh, so what uh, do you have one? You look like you're brainstorming yeah. really, how about, really heavily. How about, how about, <laughs> how about David Price and Munanori Kawasaki popcorn and bush parties? There it is, popcorn and bush parties. <laughs> Nothing better than a bush party. <laughs> you guys are really creative. I can't think of anything when you guys just give me two random names and think of a podcast name for them. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> By the way, after that so story, this is you why just I want to introduce you to this, Ken, because now there you can you have you got some time to process it. You're here every week. I'm putting the actual stand-up comedian here on his, uh, you know, on the spot. Mm-hmm. So Shay Hillenbrand, Shay Hillenbrand actually came on the walk off and he we actually got that story out of him, which, by the way, is something that to this day he regrets like to oh, know. I'm way. sure he does. Because it was oh, here he the moment stuff. It oh, happens. It, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had John Gibbons like on the parties. show, too. We had John Gibbons on the show and tried to get him to talk about it, but he was definitely more uh, politically correct about it than Hillenbrand was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. But and that's that's Gibby for you. He's he's always been that guy who protects his guys, regardless so of what happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some stuff happened. <laughs> <laughs> so I got another one for you. Um David Wells, Jason Grilly, the boomer with cheese. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> yes. The boomer with cheese. <laughs> I I was also th- just thinking as you brought up Kawasaki and I can't believe I haven't said a Kawasaki one yet because I loved Muenori Kawasaki. Um, I would just say pair them up with DeRosa and that's like the best freaking uh, podcast ever. And you could call it like I'm turning Japanese or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning Japanese. <laughs> so 
very very fun you got any other you know oh is that not a joke you know that's the that's the idea right <laughs> what about what about johnny mac and dave steve no hitters oh there it is because <laughs> he did <laughs> oh <no hitter. laughs> uh, at least it shut out inning as a position player right <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah oh i love johnny mac by the way i'm not uh uh we all know that if he had a bat on him, he would be, it would have been a perennial all-star. <laughs> yeah. Ken, I'm going to give you one. It's going to be Kelly Gruber with Deion Sanders. And it's going to be, I got you. There we go. <laughs> I was waiting to throw in a Kelly Gruber pun somewhere. So it's like, yeah, thank you for getting that there. That's Ken's boy. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I've told you this story or not, Ken, but I think you'll appreciate it on that note where I just said that I got you part. Outside the ballpark, I forget what venue it used to be, but it it was a, an old, you know, like collectible store right outside the uh, ballpark on the, the main road there on the main drag. Um, walked in and they had jerseys hanging from the ceilings, you know, in the rafters and whatnot. And one of the jerseys was a white old school 92-ish, 93-ish Blue Jays jersey signed by Kelly Gruber. And it actually had, he must have signed it that night or something. Because oh, really? I don't know why you would put this on a jersey, but it says, I got Dion fair and square. <laughs> it said Kelly Gruber. <laughs> it's one of those ones that I have a strange feeling if you actually were able to corner Kelly Gruber and ask him about it, he would remember signing that autograph and what was <laughs> going on in the midst of it. <laughs> oh, boy. Definitely going to appreciate that. Yeah. So Ken, or I mean, not Ken, uh, Scott, make sure you pass that around. I think it's been a fun little game that we've been all playing I love that. as far as I Blue Jays that. podcasters go. Yeah. I love so that. I started doing that with um, Ryan DeFrancesco a few years ago. I don't know if you ever had him on, but he was a writer for a long time, but more school teacher now. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyways, it's that time of the evening, sir. It is your shameless self-promoting bit. So make sure you tell all the Blue Jays fans, if they don't know where to find you already, where they can find all your work and all your humor. So we run the walk-off podcast. My co-host Adam Mack and I, we do shows Monday through Friday, and we're actually starting back up every Sunday as well here. We do a long toss on Sundays, which is a round table. Craig has joined us for that before. Ken, we'll have to have you on. Uh, you can get us on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. We were actually, uh, I mean, it was February and all the big boys weren't doing baseball content as much, but we actually hit number one on the Apple charts for baseball podcasts in Canada. So there we go. Pretty cool. I remember seeing that actually. Yeah. Congratulating you, I believe on that whole yes, thing. Is well. I think we're one of the only other ones that really... <laughs> does uh, the whole off season and everything here. So it's yeah. always fun to have that extra handshake there with keeping goofing it around over the winter. Cause we even did like a guess that blue Jay night and yes. <laughs> stuff like yes. that. You got to get creative sometimes for content in the, in the dead hey. of the off season. That's for sure. We had the podcasters versus the Jays drill writers the, um, one year or two. So <laughs> it Very was a good cool. time. Nice. So nothing like it, trying to moderate a eight person room and doing trivia, you know, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just to mute everybody. That's what you have to do. Would you all just shut up? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I also remember you saying you're back on the road. I am. So <laughs> if for some crazy reason, any of you Blue Jays fans in Nova Scotia are listening, I am going to be playing Bretton Brewing in Sydney, Nova Scotia, 
March 18th, so this Saturday. And then I'm also going to be headlining the Yuck Yucks Comedy Club there in Halifax on March 24 and 25. There you nice. go. So just so you're aware, he's not just talking Blue Jays shenanigans and terrible podcast That's jokes right. with two people. I make my money as a comedian. I'm way better at comedy than baseball. I'll tell you that. <laughs> we hope so. No, it's good. Ah, <laughs> Couldn't help it. I had to get one on the comedian while I could. <laughs> so... Scott Belford, it's been awesome having you this evening. We're definitely going to have to get this more regular again because it's been way too long on Earth. Obviously, we're more than happy to be on your show anytime you want to chit-chat. So, we'll to that point, Blue Jays fans, make sure you're listening every week. We are live every week. We saw plenty of you coming in and out this evening. Make sure you ask some questions. You know, we're here to chit-chat with you and make sure your voice is heard here on the barroom chat for Blue Jays fans. It's what we've always marketed. This is yeah. kind of why I always have a beer in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> so um until next week make sure you listen to us wherever you could get your podcasting pleasures for we're on every platform you can humanly possibly think of along with obviously we're on youtube with all the recorded content as well so typical ending boys it's the two claps and a rick flair in all of caleb joseph <laughs> so anyways until next week boys have a great evening one two three Let's go, Blue Jays. More more shit happens. Thank you for listening to the Jaybird Watching Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, at BirdWatchingGC, and our YouTube channel. If you want to support the show and get extra content, please consider joining us to our Patreon at patreon.com slash birdwatchinggc. Go Jays, go. Woo! You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.